Welcome to the Wavelength Podcast, celebrating Waverley College, its students, past and present. Hi, it's Michael Yeager here. I'm in the studio, Radio Hub with Bush. Craig, welcome to the Wavelength Podcast. Yeggs, thank you so much. I mean, what do you say? I think everyone's still tingling from the month of August as a Waverlian past, present and future. Huge. Thousands of people down there at Queen's Park. Great results. We've, we've had things going on overseas with Ned Wyland. We've had the blue and gold ball. It's, it's, it's been an amazing couple of months to be a Waverlian. Oh, amazing. And there's so much to talk about. I think we even won the chalk raffle. Yes. And we have a guest co-host in studio. Darren Ellis. Darren Ellis, the outgoing uh, president of the Rugby Supporters Group. Of course, uh, with Reno Tomasello, former old boy and treasurer. They just worked so hard down there to create this culture that gave us this amazing day at Waverley College. And it was great to see some recognition at the Waverley Rugby presentation night uh, for, for the Ellis family. Um, of course, Joel with some success this year with uh, with his mates there in the, in the first 15. But uh, look sensational uh, podcast we've got but we've got a lot to get through bush so uh let's uh, let's welcome darren ellis welcome daz yeah thank you guys really excited about being here um like you say uh running off what a month waverly college has had um, back to queen's park day was just fantastic then had our rugby presentation night we've had the uh blue and gold ball just keeps going and going I- i'm excited about being here and i'm still excited for waverly college the buzz is still there daz isn't it? i mean let's uh you know let's think about What's gone on this last month? I mean, God, it's, it's unprecedented, I think, at the college. Uh, yeah, I agree, mate. The adrenaline for me is still running, and, and, and just to be a part of this um, here today, it gets my adrenaline running again. For, from what has happened over Waverley, uh, during Waverley College in the last month is just an indication of where we're, we're heading, I think, for much bigger and better things. You know, the school seems to be um, in a really, really good place at the moment. And the boys, when I see them at those presentation nights down there at Queen's Park, everyone's got a buzz about it. It's, it's a really good feeling, mate. I'm loving it. Well, I'll tell you what, not only loving it, we're going to talk to someone else who loves it. Who's your right-hand man down there in the rugby supporters group? And uh, we're going to come back right after this with Reno Tomasello from the rugby supporters group to talk all things blue and gold ball. This is Joshua Nathan, and I'm joined here by Patrick Doyle. And you said you were the class of 87? That's correct. Uh, the class of 87. The, uh, our head, head of year was um, Brian Sheedy. I, I started in 1980. We're all here today because it's our 30th anniversary, and so all the Waverley boys have come down to watch the game today. It's just fantastic to see that there's such a strong community here that you're you're able to come back and reminisce the old times at Queen's Park. Yes, it's true. Um, I, I'm a local boy, but I now live in England, and I've travelled all this way to come here today. That's, inc- because that's Wave- incredible. Thank you. Um, it, it's, um, it's lovely to see all my friends and be down here and be part of the Waverley spirit. And um, it's good to see this is one of the biggest crowds I've seen here. Yeah, in all my time here, I've only uh, been here, this is my fifth year, I've never seen a crowd so big for a first 15 match. And it's just incredible to see that there's even the brothers and, and sons, there's, there's so, so much uh, family connection here. Yeah, that's true. We've just been up, we had a, we had a luncheon before we came here. And... It's great to see all the old Waverley boys from the class of 87 that have gone on and been successful in business, in life, and 
had their own children and families and, and they've sent their, their boys to Waverley. There's a, there's a very strong connection. Waverley's a fantastic place for a, for a young man to, to uh, grow up and mature. Well, thank you, Patrick, for your time. I won't let you uh, go too long. And uh, uh, go the first 15. <laughs> go the first 15. Thank you. Welcome back to the Wavelength Podcast. And Yags and Daz, on the line we have Reno Tomasello. He's our treasurer of the Rugby Supporters Group. He was there Friday night at the Blue and Gold Ball with you, gentlemen. Reno, you're with us. Yes, I am, mate. Well, welcome to the Wavelength Podcast. We're dedicating this one to uh, that amazing Saturday that we had down uh, you know, at Queen's Park on the 5th. But before we go uh, into that, it would be remiss if we didn't talk about what an amazing night the blue and gold ball made its comeback. How was it from your perspective? Oh, mate, it was a great night overall. We uh, we had a lot of dancing, a lot of great food, um, raised a lot of money for the school itself. Yeah, no, it was one of the one of the great nights of the school. I haven't, I haven't been to a blue and gold ball before, but... Um, well, it hasn't been done for 40 years, but that was one, well, that was one of the good nights. Yeah. And, Reno, there was uh, plenty of music on the night. We had the band out in the, uh, the, the Braidwood forecourt uh, during uh, pre, uh, pre-dinner drinks in the canapes, and then a, a huge band inside. It's a night of music, dancing, and uh, getting the community together. Absolutely. You know, we, we all got to listen to the music that we wanted to hear, and uh, they uh, still did a great job. Uh, well, Reno, I, I know you're a massive Neil Diamond fan, and I, I know that you actually requested a couple of those songs, and I've got to admit, I don't mind having a bit of a dance to Neil Diamond myself. I'm sure you can uh, elaborate a little bit on that. Oh, mate, it was one of, Sweet Caroline, it's always the best, that one, and we've also got uh, Run the Paradise, um, obviously not by Neil Diamond, but uh, yeah, a couple of, a couple of um, great songs, and it really got the crowd going for the night, so... Yeah, they didn't destroy those ones. Put it that way. And gents, we practiced them the night before. And gents, it was it was great to see uh, some recent old boys working at the event. You know, selling raffle tickets, working behind the bar. Tyzak Jordan was there. Um, Tom Fuller bought a few raffle tickets from him. It was great just to see the the way of the community extending to recent old boys coming back to to help make it a great event. That, that, that's right. That's just to be expected from Waverley boys. Mate, uh, people always come back to a great school, great event. Uh, just goes on for years to go. Reno, the facility itself, I mean, what the school has done with the TAS building there is, is phenomenal. You know, we had the rugby presentation down there only a week ago and it's phenomenal that they turn what is, uh, you know, normally deemed a basketball court into a full function centre and the, uh, the multifunctional use, the commercial kitchen downstairs, the list goes on. I mean, what a great facility these students have at their beck and call. I agree with that 100%. We, uh, like you said, we had the presentation night for the room. We had 450 people in there, um, and that was one of the good nights as well. But uh, having 600 in there seated was just amazing. And the, the Rebecca and the team did a fantastic job getting that all together too. But uh, 600 people in one little hall like that, it's uh, just amazing, amazing. They have done a great job, the school. Yeah, and finally, before we move on to the amazing Saturday we all witnessed down at Queen's Park for both our soccer and rugby and many of our teams, Fundraising. We raised a fair bit of money for the school on Friday night, and uh, you know it was a, a big part of it. The blue and gold ball was put together. That was its original, uh, you know, purpose, and I'm sure that we achieved those great results on Friday night. Yeah, I think we did. Um, didn't get the final result given to us on Friday night, but uh, now I'm sure they they raised a lot of money because we when we started the night we'd already started at thirty five thousand dollars. So I'm hoping they got close to that hundred thousand target they needed. Yeah, well, I'm sure uh, the old boys want to, uh, and the communications committee I know I can speak on behalf of, want to thank all the parents that attended 
for the school for its purpose of raising great funds so we can provide these amazing facilities. Yags, a quick question to you. You're, uh, you know, this year an outgoing president of the Old Boys. You must be really proud to get there and see a lot of the work that the Old Boys have done with the school uh, come to fruition on the Friday night. Absolutely. You know, the Old Boys had a, t- had a table there. Uh, saw Chris O'Sullivan, Cole Blake, uh, Salvatore, the president, uh, said good day to them. Uh, we had uh, a great representation, not just of current parents of students and old boys, um, but uh, you know those more recent old boys coming back. It was it was a great night and well supported all around. Yeah, well done, Reno. We're going to take you to a place that we all loved being, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, and that was Saturday, fifth of August. Welcome back to Queens Park Day, two thousand and seventeen. How do you frame it? I mean, we're still all buzzing. Oh, mate, what what a day! It was uh, that that was uh, the best day we've had for a very long time. To win first, seconds, and thirds is an amazing effort, and um, even the thirteen A's and fourteen A's to go through undefeated in ones and twos is just amazing. That that hasn't happened for a very long time together, if ever. Um, but you know, I think everything it was a great day overall. The barbecue went well, the canteen went well, the games of rugby went well for the day, um, and we had so much help around on the day as well. It was just one of the one of the great days at the school having over four thousand. Looked like it was over four thousand people there. It was enormous. Mm. Oh, easily. And look, Reno, it was a day of destiny, and it started you know uh, at ten o'clock in the morning with the the first eleven football or or, or soccer, and you know that that win that they had and that that goal. That featured uh, going around on social media on Facebook just captured that moment, and that just set the tone for the rest of the day. I mean, the weather was fantastic, but you know what a great start! Yeah, it was a great start to the day. You know, first soccer there, winning that uh, game they had to win to um, come first, and just just to see that you got to remember Knox had the Australian rep as a striker there, and um, he didn't get too many shots on goal there, and we 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 got one that went in so. You know, I think it was. I think it was great, Reno, from uh, our point of view, with the canteen, the barbecue, and um, and just to get that uh, soccer team there early in the morning, get all their supporters, get all the rugby uh, students down there as well, watching that game. Um, it sort of was great to get started so early. Otherwise, sometimes you find that yeah, they're waiting around for the fourths or the fifths to sort of start. I think just to get soccer in there at 10 o'clock and then get a win from that, it sort of like just put us on top of the ladder and away we went from there. Mm. Yeah, that's right. You had first, seconds and thirds rugby there watching soccer. And uh, once that whistle went at the end, just to see that whole crowd run on, it was just, it was just amazing. It was, uh, it wasn't as good as the rugby one at the end of the day, but uh, the soccer one was just as good. Great yeah. memories, great memories. I can tell you, absolutely, it, it really made you think. God, if I had my school uniform and it still fit, in my case, it doesn't. I would have just chucked it on and sung the song. I mean, you know, to see those celebrations for all those kids and to get that sort of a, a feel of that culture was amazing. We spoke to Mitch Knight. Uh, the captain of the soccer and quite a few of the boys in the team uh, for the good people at Radio Hub in the caravan producing a podcast on the day. Um, and, mate, he had lots of great things to say. All right, good afternoon, everyone. I'm Mitchell Knight, captain of the First Eleven Football. Uh, we've just won the CAS Premiership, and I'm going to do an interview with some of the boys and see how they're feeling right now. Uh, Dick, how are you feeling after that game, mate? Oh, well, I don't know. Words can't really describe it. What a win. 1-0. Won't forget that. Uh, Anthony Candy came on against Knox earlier this season for the last five minutes to get his debut in the first. Uh, how does it feel right now, mate? And explain the emotions that are going through your body. Special. Say all the boys, all the hard work they put into the season, do what they did out there was a real special moment. 
uh, Jasper, the workhorse of the midfield, mate. Um, what's it called? In pre-season, in the tournament, you absolutely destroyed the other teams. So today, you've done the exact same. You've done the exact same all year. Explain how it feels to win a CAS Premiership. Uh, it's un- unbelievable. Um, got to thank all the boys as well. It's been couldn't wish for a better bunch of boys to be alongside. It's been it's been great. Obviously, Vanos, Jay's backup keeper. Um, you played in preseason for us and killed it then. Always on the bench, always geeing the boys up, getting around us. Uh, how's it feel to win a CS Premiership, mate? Oh, it's beautiful, mate. It's yeah, Words can't describe it. All the work that the boys put in, in training, preseason, it's paid off and we've won it. So it's, it's a great feeling. Uh, Carter, you 10, youngest boy in the team. Uh, came on last week after coming back from a huge injury. How does it feel, mate? Oh, obviously, I'm over the moon. Coming back from that injury against Cranbrook to get the W against Trinity it was amazing. And I uh, just can't believe it. Three more years of this, can't imagine it. Uh, Julian Inviotis uh, came off the bench today and made a huge impact. The captain of football for 2017. Um, how did you feel the game went today? Eight, eight years ago, made a deal with myself that one day... I'd Play first 11s, win the CAS Premiership. Eight years later, look where we are, win the Premiership. So it's been an unbelievable uh, experience playing for the Waverley for eight years and uh, wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, ben Scarf, the clown of the team. Uh, played a couple games earlier this season and did very well. Uh, didn't get the chance to come on today, but throughout the season, mate, you've done an exceptional job. How's it feel to win another CAS Premiership? Yeah, look, the feeling's undescribable. Um, yeah, this is... Uh, like one of the best days of my life, 100%. Mr. Darwell, who's not here, a coach, words can't describe the things he does for us. Working in the off-season with weights and fitness, training the boys three days a week, waking up early in the mornings, Pilates, afternoons. Uh, I don't know another coach in the CAS who does that. So thank you, sir, for everything. Cheers. So, Rena, how good was that, just capturing that raw energy immediately after the game there in the, in the caravan? Yeah, unbelievable. That that stuff creates memories for the rest of your lifetime, doesn't it? Really, oh, it's amazing. And, and and to have that 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 podcast uh, factor there to capture that, having been runners up for a number of years, to finally get that trophy and uh, capturing it all there uh, immediately after, fantastic. Yeah, great, great effort by that soccer team. That's for sure. Now, Reno, just before we go, we saw it at the rugby presentation night. There's a hole in your heart and uh, you gave a big man hug on stage to your right-hand man over here, the former president or the outgoing president of the Rugby Supporters Group. Um, mate, it's big holes to fill, but exciting times for next year's first 15. Yeah, agree. Um, we're going to have another great team next year. You know, a lot of those players are coming back again next year um, from year 11. And, uh, yeah, well, it's, it was a big night. We, we do lose um, Darren Ellis, who's uh, been a lifetime friend. Um, and it's going to be a big hole to fill, but I'm hoping there's some more parents out there that will step up for the next year and years to come and continue the support that the Supporters Rugby Club have given the school. Like, we, we, we do pay for a lot of things for the kids and, and for the teachers and all that, so uh, we do need some support and we need some help down there. So it would be really nice if we can have some people step up. And um, But Darren, Darren and Lisa have done a great job over the last six years with us and have helped raise a lot of money for the kids and the school. Well, thanks. Thanks very much, Reno, for your contribution to the Wavelength podcast and just putting a call out there to any volunteers for next year. If you're thinking about getting down there on a regular basis and you want to put in, uh, more than welcome. And I think a slogan should be, uh, let's make the Waverley College Rugby Supporters Group great again. We'll get hats made. We need a president.
That's it. Reno, mate, thanks very much. Special thank you for your kind words the other night. I will miss that rugby supporters group myself. I'll certainly um, get it on the agenda that we need a new president. We need some more uh, some more members. But thanks very much, mate. It was really nice to hear you on the uh, Waverley College podcast, and uh, we'll catch up soon, mate. Thank you very much. Catch you later, boys. Thank you, Reno. Cheers. Well, there you have it. Uh, great man, Reno. And, and as you'd know yourself, you know, the work that goes in on a Saturday, could you just give us a little idea? So someone who is listening into this, and there'll be many, the podcast is getting huge numbers, huge hits on social. What are we looking for for the Rugby Supporters Group to fill the huge shoes that you and Reno and the rest of the team have put in down there? Mate, look, you know, the hardest part about the Rugby Supporters Group is not just convincing parents that it's a Saturday morning thing. There's a lot of things that get done behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So you've really got to have that passion and you've really got to be able to, um, you know, embrace it. But at the same time, there's a lot of rewards. You know, it's a great way of networking. It's a great way of meeting new parents, um, being involved. And you know what? The, 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 the biggest joy is when you see one of these rugby players, whether he's in the 13 Fs or the first 15, come up come to the barbecue, open his sausage or his bacon roll up and you just load it up with as much food as you can put in there for him. And that's what it is. You know, he looks at you, you look at him. It is, it, it, it's, it's an amazing thing to be a part of. And I really, really encourage as many parents out there as possible to get involved. And it's not just the rugby supporters group, is it, Daz? It's, you know, you've, you've got the, the football or the soccer supporters group, you've got the basketball in all of these different parts of the uh, the Waverley College community. There are lots of volunteers and it'd be great to see anyone who can get behind any of these groups, depending on you know, where, where your boy's at, um, a contribution is, uh, is always welcome. That's exactly right, Michael, because um, not only does the, uh, the rugby control the barbecues on the home games, but all on the away games, we do have athletics. They hold a barbecue. Water polo holds a barbecue. Soccer will get a barbecue. Cricket will get a barbecue. They're, they're, they're all open to, to come down. And on those days, it's just as good and as special and as exciting it is for me. I still love to – I'm still there on those Saturday mornings. I get to meet those parents. We set them up with the barbecues. We help them out. They help us out. The, the, the community uh, side of things as a school is fantastic. And, of course, the Waverley College Old Boys now is in possession of two marquees that can be borrowed by these different groups uh, to, to, to assist in any of these events. Yeah, that's right. And to have the old boys as another group on the other side when that first 15 game's on, they get down there a little bit earlier. If you're an old boy, you can come down, you can pick up a ticket off them, you can come over to the barbecue, get a drink, get a free drink, get a, um, a free sausage sizzle or a bacon egg roll. So again, it's that whole Waverley College community. And you know what I love? It just shows you the efforts of the old boys to actually shout. You know, the old boys come back down to Queen's Park, have a, have a you know, sausage sandwich exactly. or a bacon and egg roll and a drink on us yeah. and support the school. So, Yag's great initiative. I know you were, you know, part of, uh, you know, as the outgoing president, part of that theory, uh, you know, thought going into going down and supporting it and well done. Welcome back to the Wavelength Podcast. And, uh, gents, in the theme of Back to Queen's Park Day 2017, we just talked about the success of the soccer. We're looking forward to uh, talking all about the rugby. And I tell you what, we have got two of our stars online, two of the enforcers, two of the men that I think if we didn't have them on the field, we wouldn't probably achieve these great heights. They've both been picked in the Australian schoolboys. And to talk about that are our two great forwards in Finn Wright and Luca Moretti. You're with us, boys. Yeah, how's it going? Yeah. I'm- Welcome to the Wavelength Podcast. And uh, I can tell you, boys, the build-up to that Saturday – and the season that uh, you had, Finn, I'll ask you first, 
How was it in your own words? Oh, mate, it was incredible having all the boys down there, having a huge crowd on the side of the side. The atmosphere was just phenomenal. Luca, one for you. Uh, you know, you're in year 11. You played uh, first last year in, in year 10. You know, it's something that uh, is you, you join a very, very select group of Waverlians, you know, and, and you've got, uh, you know, your young brother Marco. I know your dad, Carlo, is extremely proud of what you boys have achieved. There's a lot of work that's gone into that. Can you talk us through that? Oh, yeah, just, I don't know, it started from a young age, me and Marco growing up, just loved our footy and, um, yeah, shows on the footy field. Just got a bit of money, you know, I think that comes from dad, but, yeah, we just all love it, like, yeah, and that's it. Finn, you've had a particularly yeah, uh, you've had a particularly big season yourself, and you know you were um, lauded last week for your uh, control of uh, you know the way you play the game, you know, and, and the, the coaches gave you a big shout out for how you managed to channel that into some great rugby and spend more time on the field. Um, you know, is that something you worked on really, really hard through the year? I think at the start I was a bit hot headed, but as the coaches took us through the season, just told me that to manage that and channel that into a bit of regression that I've become a better footy player. And I think that showed. On the field as well. At the presentation night, there's a lot of talk about legacy and, and what you're setting up for the future. So I'll ask each of you, I'll start with you, Luca. Yeah. A boy in year eight who's aspiring to be as a good a rugby player as he can be, hopefully make the first. What what advice would you give that, that boy in year eight? Just keep going. Like, we're all that little boy in year eight looking up to these, like, these heroes. Yeah, ever since I was in, like, year seven, I just felt like, Better get in double V, like better play in that jersey. And um, I just kept pushing, kept going, and then finally happened. And Finn? But yeah. Um, I'll just tell him to aim high, push, the, push his limits. When everyone's down on the floor, pick them up, bring them with him, and then um, lead from in front. I know um, when I was in year nine, when my brother was playing, I looked up to him, and I pushed myself pretty hard to get into that double V jersey for my first year in year 10. So um, it's all about just pushing yourself and pushing yourself to the limits. And it's just extremely hard work you got to put in to make that double V. Well said. And boys, finally, uh, Bush again, I just want to uh, touch on one thing that you both pushed yourself into through all that hard work and sacrifice. I'll start with you, Luca. What does it mean to yep. push yourself into the Australian school boys? Oh, it means a lot, but, you know, when the double vein went down to Queen's Park, you got that many people around, you just, yeah, it's a hard thing to ignore. But, yeah, being a Australian team is great and looking forward to it. And, Finno, you're uh, a pedigree of family with your uh, uncle, who's one of the greats and a great friend of most of us in this studio. You know, playing in the Australian Schoolboys, another step towards probably both your dream of being a Wallaby. What does it mean to you? Um, It means a lot towards me and my family. Um, you know, I would never made it this far in school boys he only made cs threes when he was in year 12 and um yeah he's definitely one of the main idols i've had to push myself to making it this far yeah yeah well boys we want to really thank you so much for coming on the wavelength podcast we want to congratulate you on what you've achieved this season and uh good luck on the australian school boys jerseys sweet thanks so much thanks yeah cheers bush great job well, Yag, some fine young Waverlians and no doubt old boys of the future. Indeed. It'll be interesting to track their progress uh, beyond uh, schoolboy rugby. Uh, they've both got big futures.
That's for sure. And, and Darren, you watch these boys grow, as you said about Finn, and you know you've been down there every single Saturday. And you know, fortunately for you, that most of your work's done in time to watch the first fifteen. What are your thoughts on these two great young men? And you know, year ten for both of them is a huge feat. Yeah, look, I think um, just the the aura they bring about themselves. I'm, I'm, I'm sure these boys in seven, year seven, year eight, even as as, as young as a junior school that, that look up to them. And I think the two of them actually realise that. Um, and they've taken that on board, and and that's the culture that we've got down there now. Not not only at Queens Park, but in the school grounds. At the same time, these young boys look up at them not just as rugby players, but probably just great role models. I think. Well, talking about culture, uh, Daz, we're going to come back with Stewie Donaldson, who was the third fifteen Fantastic. coach. He's also a great friend of yours and the father of our Australian schoolboy five eight Ben Donaldson. Um, after that, we're going to talk to Marco Bell and Ben Donaldson. Uh, about their time at Waverley College. You're on the Wavelength Podcast. This is Joshua Nathan in Year 11, and I'm joined by Chris O'Sullivan, the class of 1966. What's it like to be here today? Uh, very nostalgic. Um, if I go back to the 1930s, my grandfather actually cleared the grounds here for the college where we're standing on right now. It was a bit of a swamp and all bushland, and he and uh, it was in the Depression era, and he and a group of them came up and cleared this very land for the college. So it's quite nostalgic for me coming back here. Um, I've been secretary of the Old Boys Union for 14 years, and uh, it's great to see a huge crowd here today on a rather historic ground. How is it for you that, to see so many people coming back and sort of reminiscing of the, the past and you know, bringing everybody together? We've put a lot of work into the Old Boys over the last... Uh, uh, you know, 5, 10, 15 years when it was nearly defunct and we didn't have any members at all and no finances. We now have a very strong union. Uh, we get out through the podcasts, as you know, with uh, information. We've also got Wavelength, the college magazine, and um, quite a, good, a lot of word of mouth. And um, under President uh, Salvatore, we've uh, really kicked on down here now with the marquee and uh, and uh, we've got a lot, as you can see, a lot of interest in people getting the, the the name badges and year badges um, so we're, we're putting a lot in and word of mouth and better communication now has strengthened the old boys union. I was just going around before and I spoke to someone that was the class of 2003 and they said it was the first time um, coming back to Queen's Park and after just only being here for half an hour they, they're so excited to come back next year and I, I think this sort of family relationship is, is getting so stronger every year. It is, it certainly is and as generations come by my boys went here, my four sons went to the college I went here my father went here and uh, they're down here today too looking around so four generations of, of the college so yeah it's, it's good to be back and uh, it's a huge crowd Salvatore I think would say it's one of the biggest we've had here yeah it's the biggest crowd we've had all season down here and uh, it's well worth it especially when you have uh, four year groups having reunions down here you have the class of 77 87 uh, 92 and 2012 or having year group uh, reunions down here which is really good to see that uh, when you're having your reunion you're actually coming back to the college and, and doing something at the school where you know students can get involved like yourself go around and having a chat with them yeah, absolutely. I mean, for me, I don't really sort of understand the, the old boys, but I'm, I'm starting to get into the habit because it, 
for me, it's just so interesting to see that, you know, once you finish the college, it, it's not over. You know, there's always a way to come back and contribute back to the college. Yeah, definitely. There's there's lots of things you can do. So you, you'll see, especially on a Saturday, plenty of old boys are coaching teams in, in all the sports, uh, refereeing. You know, you've, you've got old boys that come back and help out with cadets and you've got old boys that are working at the college. And there's always something for you to do uh, once you've left the college. And, you know, there's things like May Procession where people come along, the athletics, all the sporting events. And it's not just that anymore. You've got um, things like the Performing Arts Centre. So you've got old boys coming back and helping out in the PAC and and helping out with, you know, the technical subjects like uh, in the new Cosgrove Centre as well. There's always an avenue. Once you are... You you don't realise until you leave, but the old boys is just like a massive family and doesn't matter where you go, you'll always run into an old boy. So um, you, you might find that a lot of, you, if you speak to a lot of guys that are leaving this year, uh, that have left, they've finished school and gone to uni and got jobs, before you know it, in your workplace, you're working with three or four old boys. Yeah, it's incredible. Thank you for your time, uh, Salvatore and Chris, and uh, you, I hope you have a good experience today. Thank you, Thank you Joshua. Well, gents, on the line, we have our third 15 coach, along with the great Peter Frost, school legend, He's a bit of a legend of the school himself, this man. He's been mentor to many. He is the father of our Australian schoolboy and captain at Waverley College of the first 15. Ben Donaldson, would you please welcome Stu Donaldson to our podcast. Stu, are you with us? I am, Craig. Uh, pleased to be uh, joining you fellas for a bit of a chat tonight. Well, mate, thank you very much. Uh, let's kick off. Uh, third 15 coach, premiership winner, uh, co-coach Peter Frost. Great group of young men. Tell us in your own words. Look, uh Craig, I was um, invited by Mr Cornish and Mr O'Donnell many years ago just to come into the college and um, I'd been doing a bit of uh, coaching with Clovelly and Rambic Juniors and I've uh, been invited to come into the school and do a bit of uh, skills work with some of the teams and then that role sort of um, rolled into the thirds with with uh, Peter Frost and um, I must say it's my third year this year and I thoroughly enjoy the um, the chance to mentor and coach these boys. They're a wonderful group of boys and as you said, we've... Um, had a lot of success over the years and won a few premierships and what a delight and an honour to, to coach with the uh, the legend that he is, Mr Frost. Stu, uh, Michael Yeager here. One, one of the things that was mentioned at the presentation night for rugby was how the success for this year was really built on that depth, you know, the thirds into the seconds, into the first, that there was that squad mentality that that rising tide lifts all boats and must be great to have been a part of that in, uh, in being a... Uh, co-coach of Frosty's thirds. Yeah, look, it was, Michael. I mean, you know, we've been very lucky at the college to have a lot of depth in the Opens and, um, you know, we tried to instill between myself and Dion Smith, who was co-coach, and, and Mr Frost, um, you know, really good discipline. We got the boys really fit and, and worked, you know, on that sort of running rugby ethos that Waverley are renowned for with, you know, um, with Randwick and the boys, you know, took it and ran with it and, you know, I, I couldn't speak more highly of the boys, the Year 11 and the Year 12 boys. They they were a fantastic bunch of boys to, to coach and, and they knew the impact that, you know, successful win on a Saturday had for the, the seconds and the firsts. Um, above them as well each week so it was a delight and an honour to coach these guys and you know, fantastic footballers as well to boot Yeah, good day uh, Stu, uh, Darren Ellis here mate Mate, just a quick one, uh, your, your son Ben you must be uh, super proud of uh, his achievements not only this year but um, you know, over the, the, the past years Look, uh, I am Darren, I mean you know, it's hard for me to talk about my son but of course yeah, I'm very proud of him but not only you know, Ben but all the boys 
the thing I've loved about you know the first this year in particular is just the fact that they're all great mates. They've all grown up together, you know, from year seven and some of them before that. Your son Joel obviously has played with Benny down at Clovelly and Ramick for many years, and um, just you know, despite the fact that they had great uh, success on the field, but you know the way that they held themselves this year, you know, real good role models to the to the junior school and the younger boys and. Such a humble and gracious bunch of boys, you know, there was no egos and the success certainly didn't go to their heads. So probably more proud of that than more than success, you know, of the boys in the field. Just a really good bunch of guys and, and like I said, great role models, you know, for the school. Yeah, well said there, uh, Stuart. I agree with you totally, mate. I um, I think that whole playing group, those that play together, mate, they stay together. Yeah, and... Uh, as you know, they're friends for life, mate. You know, I was lucky to go to Sydney High and um, I've got a group of mates that I, um, you know, still walk with every Saturday morning. We get together and, you know, catch up for brekkie and, you know, 40 years after the fact. And I know that Benny and Joel and all the boys will certainly be mates for life and they'll um, they'll look back on those those great days at Death Valley with uh, with very fond memories. Stu, uh, speaking of uh, mates, mates for life, August the 5th, Saturday, down there at Queen's Park, you know, five, six deep, on the on the north side of the field, the old boys everywhere. You must have felt like a, an unofficial old boy. Yes, I, I, look, I did, mate. I, it was mixed emotions. I mean, um, and I, in fact, I had a, key, a couple of my old boy uh, mates from Sydney High come down, and um, they were really proud of Benny. They've sort of followed his career as they have with a lot of the you know the Waverley boys, and. Um, you know, I think, as Bushy said, you know, Wave, uh, Sydney High's loss, I guess, was Waverley's gain because um, as an old boy, if Sydney High was the school that it was many years ago, he would have no doubt been at high. But, um, look, I couldn't have chosen a better school for Ben to go to. He just, you know, um, and what a great day for the, the Waverleyans. I know a lot of the Waverley old boys who I've grown up with and played footy against and to see the pride in their faces when those boys ran out and the success, not only the first but the seconds and the thirds and obviously the, the first 11 soccer team had, it was a perfect storm for Waverley College. I mean, the, the community came together as one and um, to play Knox even better, you know, and to beat them on, on our own ground. It was just a, a wonderful day for the college and, you know, you can see the whole school's lifted, you know, uh, since then. Yeah, well, Stu, we want to thank you so much for your contribution, not only to the thirds, but we know you mentor, uh, you know, some of the younger students there. We know you do a lot of work outside the school, but in the, the rugby circles. One thing we want to do, though, is congratulate you and your lovely wife, Sue, on the selection of your son, Ben, who's a fine young man in the Australian schoolboys, and I think that, uh, you know, the future of Australian rugby is safe. I said uh, to the boys, you know, a Saturday night in the future, we might be watching them play the All Blacks, and uh, I know I'll be out there with uh, with my Wallaby scarf on thinking, wow, he's a wave early well, Bushy, they couldn't do any worse than uh, what the Wallabies are dishing up at the moment, mate, so I hope you're right, and um, I'd love to be out there with you and Darren and Michael and some of the Waverley old boys drinking a few green teas together. That's the way. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast, G. There you have it, gents. Third 15, and, uh, you know, great success he had this year, and the students interviewed Peter Frost after uh, the win from the thirds, and that culture, as you said, Yakes, the culture in the thirds is no different to the culture in the firsts or the seconds, all the way through. The school has built a great brand. Hello, this is Chase Highacre, and we're down here at Queen's Park. I am joined by Mr Frost. G'day, Chase. Glad to be here. It's one of those fantastic memory days for Waverley College. Big time for everybody that's here. Yeah, well, sure is. It's a big day out on offer. So how do you think your team third 15s went throughout the season? This has been another one of those really great third 15 teams. I looked up the 40-year uh, reunion group uh, when I had the third 15 40 years ago and uh, compared them to this group 
and uh, they both went through virtually as the premiers for CAS. So it's been a great year and keeping up a great Waverley tradition. Yeah, well, the Waverley culture has definitely changed a bit throughout um, the past couple of years. So how do you think about all the old boys coming down today with the Back to Waverley Day? Well, you know, a school is built up of the present students and the parents and the staff, but also you've got to remember that everybody coming through the school turns out as an old boy. So today all of these people have come here to renew some memories and to be part of another great year. So I'd just like to ask you, with all your Waverley experience of coaching, do you think the style of play is a little bit different in the modern area than what it used to be sort of 40 years ago? Look, every, every era has its own style, but Waverley College has always been noted for open rugby playing. We like spreading the play, we like following up, we enjoy actually sharing the ball. It's one of the mottos we use in the third 15. You must share the ball, never be selfish. And I think that's the groundwork or the foundation of what Waverley Rugby is all about. It's about sharing the ball. Any ball carrier, any man carrying the ball has to know that he's got support with him. He's never isolated, never alone. And that's what we build team spirit out of. And I think it doesn't change all that much over the years. Uh, You need to remember the laws of rugby have changed significantly over the decades, but we've still always kept to that open rugby style. It's a bit like Randwick, I suppose, with apologies to all the non-Randwick supporters, but uh, it's, it's the same sort of style of rugby. And if you look at our history, it's because the school was associated in many ways with the Randwick club. So we play a similar style of football. It's never negative, it's always positive. Welcome back to the Wavelength Podcast. Boys, we heard from the enforcers, of course, Finn Wright and Luca Moretti. Well, these two gentlemen, the half and 5'8", the dynamic combination of Waverley College, our captain, Ben Donaldson, and of course, Marco Bell, our halfback. Without them, we couldn't have achieved what we did this year. Boys, you're with us. Yes, we are. How are you? Very, very well. Uh, Donna, it's going to go out to you first. Um, I just want to sort of congratulate both you boys on making Australian school boys. Congratulate you both on the season you both had. But firstly, what did it mean to you, Donna? Oh, to be honest, it meant the, meant the world to me. Um, just training all season and putting in the hard yards, especially with my dad, Stewie Donaldson, helping me out all through the pre-season and then just playing with all the boys and knowing that they all had my back 100%. Finally making that team just, yeah, meant the world to me. It was, yeah, it was great. And Marco, how about yourself, mate? Can you articulate uh, what it meant to you? Yeah, just like what Dono said, my dad helped me a lot throughout the pre-season just to work on my game and stuff like that. And also um, doing weights and fitness with a few of the boys, um, looking at them, putting in the hard yards as well, really inspired me to go further. And, and obviously, we had a successful year. Now, boys, Michael Yeager here. We've we've been spending a bit of time with with other guests talking about the fifth of August, that big Saturday. But I want to take you back to the previous round against Barker because that really set the tension for that final round. That was almost like the grand final in retrospect. Yeah, it kind of it kind of was. But a few games before that, like the Barker game and the Trinity game, we kind of called them the grand final as well because we knew. This year with the new system, every um, every game counted. So, yeah, we kind of played every game as a grand final, but that last game really topped everything off for the year. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the Barker game was the only game for the entire year that I didn't watch live, but I, I watched it on YouTube. And I tell you what, that last five minutes, 
really showed the the courage and the discipline that uh, the whole season was, was was built on. It was just amazing. Yeah, I think um, our discipline was really key in those last ten minutes. We talked about it before. Obviously, throughout the game, it wasn't as good, but we knew up at Barker they really hit you with a couple of penalties. So we knew in that last ten, especially in our own half, we couldn't give away too many, and yeah, we got out with the win. Yeah, hi there, boys. Uh, Darren Ellis here. Just congratulations on both of you for your Australian schoolboy selections. Um, and touching on what Michael said, the, the Barker game, the Trinity game. Ben, definitely those games were uh, games that you knew you had to win or at least play or set a good platform. Oh, yeah, definitely, Darren. Um, you know, those two games leading up to the Knox game, we knew we had to win. And if we dropped any, any disciplined parts of the game or any defensive in attack, we knew, you know, we knew that that would affect our last game. So we went into them kind of as both grand finals, and we knew if we came out on top, playing our same structure, then we'd be fine for that last big one at Queens Park. Yeah, no, you showed that. And Marco, quick question for you: for the, for the both of you, really, um, to be to be able to play together for so long from a young age, right up to that last game against Knox, and to win that premiership and hold that shield together must be something special that you'll never ever forget. Yeah, it really was. We've been playing t- together, I think, since we were about eight or something like that. So it, it really does help out on the field. We know each other's games. We know what each other are going to do and what we're going to bring. So it really helps us set up the attack and also communicate to the other boys where we want the play to go and stuff like that. And obviously it showed throughout the season, especially in that Knox last game as well. Fantastic, mate. Fantastic. Well, well done to both of you and uh, good luck in the Australian sides. Boys. Thank you very much, Darren. Boys, thanks, thanks very much for your contribution. Look, what a great season. You, you've deserved the selection in the, the Australian uh, schoolboys. Uh, Marco, elevated today um, from the Barbarians up to the, to the main side. Well done. And uh, I think the presentation I recently captured everything when you had those 13As and 14As boys looking up at you and uh, wishing that they're going to emulate the same success. So all the best for the future. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, there you have it, boys. Uh, two fine young men, two great young rugby players. And I tell you what, if you watched Saturday night, the Wallabies v All Blacks and looked at the Bledisloe, I can certainly say that I think, you know, there is a hope that we will beat the All Blacks one day. And it's when these two young men, am- amongst others at Waverley College, mature into the future of Australian rugby. And that's what they definitely are. So great job for the boys. We also captured what they said on the day straight after the game. And here's a little taste. We're down here today, Death Valley. The boys have just wrapped it up. They've got the win. They're the Henry Plume champions. SAS premiers. Undefeated. We've got Marco Bell, Joel Ellis, Hunter Doyle, Ben Donaldson, Finno Sullivan, Will Johnston, Brooklyn Hardacre and Liam Rayner. Boys, big game, massive crowd. What are your thoughts on the game today? Uh, yeah, it was really good. Um, winning it with these boys means the world to... To me and everyone else, like it was, yeah, it was good. Joe Ellis, oh, it was a great day out there with about two thousand supporters, uh, all here to watch us. So great to get the win two years in a row, which is even better. Yeah, I thought the boys played well today, and they showed it up to Knox. Yeah, good on them. What a game, eh? Uh, there was a few turning points. I think Joel Ellis's big intercept try with a step on the fullback that definitely turned the game and put put us Waves boys back in front to to just run the run the Knox boys off the park in the end. So it's one we'll remember for the for the memory books. Yeah, look, we uh, we had a great first half. 
we um, I wouldn't lie if I said we got a bit of ahead of ourselves. We spoke at half time about uh, Knox coming back, and they did exactly that. We gave away a few silly penalties. They came back, almost had it in, and then Jolie Ellis to run away with a big try. Uh, it really sealed it off for us, and all credit to, to the Waverley boys. What an unbelievable day down at uh, Queen's Park. Four premierships. Came in with looking for four premierships, and we got all four, so great day for Waverley sport in general, and one that we'll remember for the rest of our lives. Hey. It was unreal. Great day to be out there with the boys. Last ever game at Waverley and Death Valley. Couldn't think of anything better lining up with all your mate, best mates, brothers right next to you. Yeah, now the boys have pretty much said it all. I'm just happy to be a part of it. Congratulations, boys. We'll see what happens in the future, eh? And I'll pass on to the captain, Ben Donaldson, to give his insight. Yeah, um, thanks, James Markham. Um, the coaches all year said just do the simple things well in every game and we'll come out victorious in the end. And... That's pretty much what we've done all year. We've just done the simple things. We've had fun, enjoyed ourselves, and that's why we look like we're playing good footy. So that's, that's my look on it. Great to hear from the boys there. Signing okay. off from down at Queen's Park. Welcome back to the Wavelength Podcast. Thanks very much, fellas, for uh, inviting me in here today. I've enjoyed it, and I look forward to listening to it. Darren, thanks for your contribution. And once again, as the outgoing president of the Rugby Supporters Group, thank you for your years of service, and it's been great having you here in the Radio Hub studio. Thank you. Gents, what a great weekend it was to be a wave early. And I want to thank the old boys for dedicating this feature-length podcast and we try to capture everything of the day and that weekend into one hour. I hope you enjoyed listening. And special thanks to Andrew Hoggett, class of 89, old boy, current parent, director of Richardson Ranch at Elizabeth Bay for his generous support of the Matilda podcast caravan down at Queen's Park on that special day. You've been listening to the Wavelength Podcast, proudly brought to you by the Waverley College Old Boys Union. Don't forget to join. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.